0: Hi, I'm Josh Brown. I'm here with my friend Cheryl Penny, founder of Dynasty Financial Partners. I've referred to Cheryl as the most disruptive man in wealth management. Uh, Cheryl's going to tell us all about what's happening on Dynasty, one of the fastest growing, largest platforms in the wealth management business. It's a great story. Stick around. You're going to love this. Okay, first of all, thanks for uh, being a part of this. Nice office. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you coming all the way uptown to be here. Yeah, yeah. I came 17 blocks for this, so make it good. Um, So first of all, for people that aren't familiar, how do you explain Dynasty?
1: I talk about Dynasty as being a platform service company to high-end REAs. Just quickly, we do four things. We have a consulting business, which we can help somebody launch a new business. We can help them plan for succession, et cetera. That's the first business. second business is we provide capital, both loans uh, and equity. We buy a revenue stream in, in firms. Third business is we provide an integrated middle and back office, so we have our own proprietary desktop technology, uh, integrates all the financial planning software, CRM, we do billing, uh, reporting, etc. So all the kind of variable cost components of an RAA right. that advisors don't like to do, we do all that to free up time for them to be with clients. And then our last business is our investment platform, think of that as a TAMP. SMAs, UMAs, etc. And then perhaps the most important thing we do is we give advisors a community because what I found is even the largest, most most successful RIA principals want to be independent but not alone. They want to be around like-minded
0: CEOs. So to back up, the RIA side of the investment business is booming. Um, breakaway brokers are leaving the large firms, but they've been accustomed to a certain level of back office Service and help and they're not set up to like make all these hires and build all this middle office back office So you are like a great solution for the team that says, you know, what we're re- you know, what we're really good at We love our clients. We know our clients better than anyone. We love to manage their wealth and help them You know, what we're not good at building infrastructure and bringing in software. So you're doing all of that and people love it And that's why you're growing and, and that in particular,
1: that, that, that's a great descriptor. But in particular, that's even more so at the high end of the market. So if you look at the REA movement back 20 years ago, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of the advisors going independent had more of a retail client focus as a result rightfully so the service providers the custodians back then built infrastructures to cover those advisors and the types of clients custodians that they being
0: service schwab fidelity pershing, pershing exactly. TD. yeah yeah okay.
1: so what we've done over the last 10 years as we built dynasty is build a middle and back office for an advisor who may have 20 million plus right. ultra high net worth clients who need more alternative uh, investment product. They need. They need more sophisticated reporting. They need different types of technology. Capital lending. markets. They. They need. The, right. ab- absolutely need the lending side. So my background was building platforms for ultra high end advisors at Smith Barney in the private wealth business. When I looked at the landscape 15 years ago, there wasn't a platform, as I just described, right. that could provide that type of integrated service to a private wealth management advisor, and that's exactly what we built at Dynasty. Right.
0: So the the uh, the original RIAS were. Not small accounts, but managing a million dollars, two million dollar accounts, um, and now the whole game has changed. We have we have a number of
1: REAs on our platform whose average client is above a hundred million dollars. Right. right, that didn't exist. You go back ten years ago in, in in the space. I would say what the common denominator for most of the advisory firms that are powered by Dynasty on our platform is they have a. A client profile target, 5 million and above.
0: Okay. And those are the most successful firms in the country right now. Arguably, they're
1: they're growing the fastest. Uh, They they have actually really good ROA, Uh, great, great profitability. Our average uh, net income right now across our network is about 64%, meaning all their fixed and variable costs are included in the other 36. Uh, And they're growing on average in
0: the double digits. So they're I think they would describe themselves as, as right. fairly successful. So what's interesting about you, and I talk to everyone, like the wirehouses like they, they – I don't know if fear is the right word. But they like – they know that you can provide almost everything that they provide. Um, but they don't hate you because they kind of understand that there are going to be breakaways no matter what. Um, and they're going to go to someone's platform or someone's going to have a solution. So like they and you have relationships with all these people. So it's interesting. Like you're almost like a force of nature that there's nothing that can be done about you guys. You're just going to grow and you're going to do your thing.
1: Well, I'm not so sure. There's nothing that can be done. I think that only the paranoid survive. So I'm constantly thinking right. about how it is the dynasty that can leapfrog dynasty. But also, I was a competitive chess player. I don't know if you know that, Josh. Growing, growing up, okay. so I'm always trying to think ahead. Same, and
0: I, but uh, Zelda. No. So. Zelda. There you yeah. go.
1: I'm sure you. I'm sure you were a master. You're. You're, sure. you're a different type of legend, <laughs> right? So, so anyhow, uh, I'm always trying to think think ahead for the business, and I find there's certainly less collisions at the high road. So, you're not going to find Dynasty in the press bashing wirehouses. No right? reason for we're, it. We're we're providing a completely different service. We're powering someone who wants to own and operate. Their own business, uh, and you're right. You know, there's tremendous choice that's out there now in terms of product and services. But also, if you think long-term in our industry, I think you have the custodians kind of moving towards the middle. Custodians, or or rather, wirehouses are now thinking about the independent movement, both from an offense and defensive standpoint. Right. What role they're going to play? You see, firms like Goldman Sachs coming coming into the place. You're going to see more of that, right? So, I think Dynasty is well positioned as an integrated service provider that kind of sits in the middle. That's
0: powering those those advisors, the so real entrepreneurs. So, so you don't see um, when the, the wirehouses are now either considering or putting into place. This idea where they're telling the brokerage team, hey, don't leave, don't hang your own shingle, or you can hang your own shingle, but you're still going to be on our platform, and you'll be a captive RIA. I mean, it's kind of like an oxymoron, but like – I know they're yeah. trying to do that. Do I call it captive independence. Captive so yeah. Independence. Yeah. Did I get that term from you? You, you? Is that like a thing that you get a are, lot of stuff from me actually okay. that, you, you, that your, your listeners that people,
1: should understand that.
0: <laughs> is that a thing that people are really going to want to do or is there really no substitute for owning your own business? Um, and then finding the right platform for it like what's the right I think it would be an inc- incredibly
1: innovative model if somebody had the leaders with the courage with with a large scale player that said we're going to allow complete independence right. so we're going to allow a lot of choice and it's not just going to be custody only with us but we're going to provide an integrated experience where if we're not best at some product or service you can get it through someone else on our platform that's challenging in this environment regulatory uh, related issues also economics right the custodians want cash. They want the spreads on cash, right? They want the back end. That's what they're there for. So, but, but I think a lot of the wire houses are sitting there and thinking, you know what, it could be a good defense, right? To have people leave, but go to a, a sister co that that's internal. And maybe ultimately it's a good offense because it allows us to work with REAs that we can't work with today. We've seen that model. There are some firms out there that have, that have started to build that out. But I think the real winner might be, the firm that figures out and has the courage to open it up and say, you, you can go to this channel and we're actually going to allow choice that forces us to be best in class for you to elect our product and services on this platform.
0: Okay. So hypothetically, Wirehouse says, we've got these alternatives on our platform, in our, but if you don't like them, you can use someone else's. Yeah. And that's, that's the business,
1: by the way, it's tough, but that's the business that Dynasty's built. So if you look at our investment platform, you don't have to use our investment team. If we're not best in class, because we are a service provider, you don't work for us, right? The client is the advisor for us. Client owns their own firm. So we have to stand and deliver just like they do, just like you do, Josh. If you don't deliver for your client, you get fired and that's the way it should
0: work. So how many firms are on the Dynasty platform today?
1: Forty-seven firms. Okay. Uh, we have several that are in transition. Okay. By the end of the third quarter, uh, if all goes well, if the markets hopefully hold together, I think for the first time we're going to hit forty billion of assets on our platform.
0: That's ridiculous. <laughs> did you ever think? Did you? Did you think it's been easy too, as, as you can imagine? <laughs> I, I think you're the only person with a more hectic schedule than mine. Um, but did you ever think that that was something that you would build like to that to that that quickly to get to that size? Yes,
1: Uh, I mean, I I certainly wanted to be here. I mean, we
0: think about being
1: a couple hundred billion. I mean, ultimately, the brass ring that we want to grab is we want to be the good housekeeper seal of approval for independent advice, right? Because one of the challenges, and a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, are thinking about this, if everyone in, in, in the future says I'm an independent advisor, well, what differentiates one from another, right? So ultimately, Dynasty wants to be kind of that intel Inside that's powering these advisors, building great oh, businesses. so you want
0: businesses. there to be name brand recognition amongst high net worth investors. Ingredient marketing, absolutely. So they say, well, this RIA is on Dynasty's platform, absolutely. so they must be a cut yep. above.
1: A, a, look for an independent advisor. B, look for one that's powered by Dynasty. Great compliance, great technology, access to product scale, it. et cetera.
0: So a lot of people don't know your background. I know your, sto- your story is amazing. Um, like, what's the cliff-nosed version of how you arrive on wall street from your uh your your early your early beginnings which are i think like most people would hear that story and be really inspired no i appreciate that i I certainly
1: believe in the american dream i think we're all living our own version i grew up in a small fishing village 1400 people in the sticks of maine raised by my step granddad Uh, didn't have parents growing up Uh, unfortunately the house that i was in collapsed around us when i was 11 years old i was homeless for three years lived with various neighbors uh, went off to college, uh, to Bates College, uh, which is in Lewiston, Maine. Uh, fortunately, and I did that so I could go home on the, at least once a month to see my granddad. Uh, two days before I graduated, the, the man who was my whole family died in my arms, unfortunately. Bought a suit for $13 at the Salvation Army. Uh, rode a bus 16 hours to New York. Didn't know anyone in New York. Knocked on doors. Interviewed and got hired by Smith Barney. It's uh, that, that in and of itself... And, Could not happen now. And, and, That's well, incredible. Well, it can't because Smith-Barney's no more, right? Well, sure. Right. <laughs> no, but I actually hope it can happen. I hope it happens more. Uh, and I became a fellow recently at the Aspen Institute, and a big part of my focus there uh, is on not, not about how do we keep the ladder down, but how do you know, more people like us, Josh, work together to build an escalator that brings it, you know, the American dream and makes it more available to, to more people, in right. particular to minorities, uh, women, et cetera, in our industry, because we got a problem at a time in America where more people need financial guidance and advice than ever. There's not enough people in our industry to deliver that. So we need to work together, encourage more people, and why not uh, help
0: power the American dream to get more of those types of people into right. our industry? It's so, fu- it's so funny, like people, people think like, oh, no, there's all this competition for wealth management. Like, There's not enough people to cover everyone in America, and there is a huge portion of the population that's neglected because everyone's too busy fighting over the same clients. I agree with that. And and the well-run firms are going to win in a massively disproportionate basis because of the supply and demand imbalance. You're absolutely right. Do you think that that's partially what was on Goldman's mind by going, I don't want to say down market, but looking at traditional wealth management um, and financial planning as a new avenue of growth for them? I'm sure that that was on their mind, probably ultimately looking at providing more
1: services to REAs. It's undeniable. You know, the lifeblood of our industry, our assets, right. they're all going one direction to the independent side. So a lot of firms that are run by smart people, like
0: Goldman Sachs, right, are looking at those assets. It's, it's where the money is going. Right. want you so want to be there or not? Absolutely. Okay. So you're speaking at WealthStack, and I really appreciate that I you're coming out. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And... Uh, and I know your CTO is also speaking there. Um, without telling us what you're going to talk about specifically, um, like what are the big themes for you uh, for 2019? Like what are the things yeah. that you see in the industry that are worth people talking about? Because Wealth Stack is September 8th through 10th. We're almost there. Yeah. You know. We're, so, like, what, what's going on right now? What's on your mind? One of the things I'm excited about
1: with Wealth Stacks, is I want to talk about some tangible takeaways that all the advisors that are there can go back and apply right it's nice to talk about where the industry is going to be in 5 years from now but what can i do now to prepare for that, so well, you're, you're
0: going to have like hundreds of advisors there, so you'll you're, you'll be in the right room for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I can't okay. I can't wait. And, okay. and my chief operating officer Ed Swenson, he's excited to be coming and yeah, talking yeah. about disruptive technology, et cetera. But going to talk about the professionalization, how you evolve from being an advisor to CEO and starting to run a business for the first time. Oftentimes, different skill sets. Yep. Uh, talk about integrated. I'm I'm, te- lear-
0: I'm, lear- I'm learning that the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Every we day. all we all are. There's yep.
1: you know we're all first first time. A lot of us are first time CEOs. Going to talk about integration of technology. How it, how it helps scale, uh, talk about how you can go up market and go after some of these larger clients, uh, how you might grow inorganically, because a lot of talk right now around succession planning for advisors that are aging in, in, in their career and want to find a place uh, to join or to sell their, their book of business. Uh, also, probably talk a little bit about capital. Right. Not all capital is the same and advisors need to start early to get educated about it and a whole list of other things.
0: It's really just a function of how much time you give me on stage, Josh. Ben, we're going to have to give him more time. I think. <laughs> what do you th- I mean, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Uh, well, listen, we we're really excited to have you out there. I Thank think you're you. going to do great. Um, and I, I just I think like uh, more people, if they knew your story and understood what you are doing in the business, I think people would be really excited to hear it. So we're, we're happy to have you out there. Um, any final words you want to say on the state of wealth management, anything we didn't cover? I think the future is bright in wealth management
1: and anyone who is watching, uh, this video who's not in wealth management, I would encourage you to consider it for a career. Uh, whether you're starting out, uh, on, on your career journey for the first time, or you're thinking about transferring over, we need more great high integrity quality people in wealth
0: management. And we welcome you to come on board. I'm Josh Brown. And I, I approve his, <laughs> I approve that <laughs> message, dude. Thank right. you. Good to see you, man. Great to see you. Thank you. All right. That's it from us. Let us know what you think. Um, Leave us feedback. Make sure you go ahead and smash that like button like we always ask, and we will talk to you soon.